then! Welcome into another episode of America's Hometown Horror. A good evening! My name is Mike, and I am the host of the show. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. And as always, I am joined by my fellow co-hosts, Andrew, Kat, and Matt. Lady, gentlemen, gentlemen, I should say, what's going on? How what we up? doing? Hello. How we doing? Doing great. Uh, <sighs> quick question on the good evening. I yes. Did you did you put it used to be, but now it's like the podcasting. Did you add that into the last episode we found? I didn't. Okay. I didn't yet. I didn't yet. So I, I'm so working good. on a way to try and incorporate that into the show the intro. Gift? The uh, the no the, uh, the like the clip of him actually saying good evening With when he's on the Muppets. Eyes. I was yeah, like, why yeah. is his eyes so googly? Yes, yeah. So if you don't, <laughs> he's just old and weird. But if uh, if you don't know Vincent Price, then I don't know what to tell you because good uh, good evening. But as always, and as I always say, we have another jam-packed episode tonight. So why don't we jump right the hell in? And here's where you can find us on various online offerings, including our website, which is apod.com. It's a h h p o d dot com. We're also on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just search for America's Hometown Horror or Hometown Horror Pod. You shall find us at some point. It really won't be that difficult. And just as a reminder, you can always email us at hometownhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. We're also a, pa- a part, I should say, of horrorfacts.com, which is a great resource if you're a horror fan. If you're not familiar with Horror Facts magazine, it's at www.horrorfacts.com. Go there for news, reviews, and horror podcasts like ours and the newest addition to this little segment hey guys we're partnering with fangoria so if you're a fan of fangoria you want some merchandise or you want to subscribe to their quarterly magazine go to shop.fangoria.com slash hometown horror pod you can use the ho- the code hometown horror pod for a 20 percent exclusive discount That's so exclusive so exclusive very so cool. very exclusive what else can i say so, guys, what's happening? What's going on? Was uh, Just enjoying this uh, lovely weather. It's cooled off yep. a little bit. Watching some, watching some good shit. Yep, yep. Enjoying the... We're fresh off seeing a summer blockbuster that I think uh, some of us are impressed with. Some of us maybe not so much. But uh, with that being said... Why don't we talk about the usual stuff that we talk about here? Oh, and I was going to say, all, all's right in the world, because I was at Market Basket in Plymouth today, and I saw there's Halloween candy on display. Is there That's already? So you can <laughs> buy, yep, you can buy so uh, Reese's Pumpkins. They have the candy corn Kit Kats. Do they have uh, the Kit Kats? The Witch's Brew Kit Kats? No yet? Witch's Brew Kit Kats yet, I unfortunately. Love those. They're the <laughs> best. He's got so sad. The best, they Jerry. Just the best. They Just the best. Maybe next month. Okay. But uh, yeah, cool stuff. I mean, it, that, that's a new record, I feel like. It's uh, as that's of this so recording. Early. What's today? July 26th? July 26th. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I know, it's our right? Christmas. I mean, hey, it's, it's yeah. our Christmas kind of. But uh, guys, so what have we been watching over the last week? Matt and Andrew, uh, I know you guys have had a uh, shared collective erection over <laughs> Gaspar Noe. <laughs> Uh, would you guys like to talk about some of the Gaspar Noé, un film de Gaspar Noé that you guys have watched lately? I'll let you go first. I'll go mine's... first because I'm talking about the earlier one. Well, that and mine's not necessarily a horror movie, but I'm uh, going to plug it anyway. So um, I watched a couple movies this uh, this week. First movie I watched was Miss 45. It's a 1981, um, like a vengeance thriller horror kind of movie um, by Abel Ferrara. I don't know if anyone's familiar with him. He did um, Bad Detective. He's known for a couple other movies as well. So basically it's about a, um, a mute seamstress who lives in Manhattan and works in Manhattan. And basically she's walking home from work 
gets raped in an alleyway. Then she, this is all within like the first 10 minutes of the movie. Then she gets home right after being raped and uh, gets raped in her apartment by a burglar that was in there. Luckily, she proceeds to smash him over the head with a glass apple ornament and kills him, cuts up his body, throws it in the tub, leaves it there. And then basically, she basically just turns into like Charles Bronson in like Death Wish and just starts killing all sorts of guys. Her, the kill count's got to be over 20 throughout this movie. That's pretty much what it is, is her just killing people. It starts off where she's like killing like bad guys, like guys that are trying to either Ray hurt her. But then eventually, it's just she's just killing guys for the sake of she's like she's lost it. Worth watching. I thought it was an interesting movie. Wow. Um, I mean, I, based on that description, <laughs> I have to say, if, if you're not, yeah, I was like the first ten minutes, I was like, this poor girl. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, but it was, it was, it was worth two watch. different dudes, two different back dudes, but just one guy had just broken into her apartment. What are the chances? She walked in on her. The other guy. So the first rapist, I thought the guy was wearing a mask. Apparently he wasn't. It's just the actual. It's the director of the movie is Abel Ferrara with like lipstick on and makeup and he looks like he's wearing a mask. I thought that was a mask but wow. that's apparently what this scary looking dude looks like. Yikes. <laughs> give it a give it a whirl. Okay. Um, I've watched worse movies. Speaking of worse movies that I've watched. <laughs> not worse but more uh, what's the word? Horrible and upsetting. Horrible and depressing. Depressing is um, <laughs> this is a Mad Audet movie that he had been chirping at me to watch. A Gaspar Noé film. 2001. Irreversible. Um, so the movie starts. How was your experience with your first Gaspar Noé film? <sighs> The first 25 minutes of this movie, it was a little disorienting just the way it's shot. I was yeah. kind of getting almost sick watching it, not yeah. even just because of like the content and what's going on, just the way it's the filmed. He, so he does the cinematography. Okay, yeah. which I'm glad. It, it added to the movie, I think, and I'm glad that as the movie moves on, it's not as intense. Like It eventually just gets like almost... It's still throughout there's those certain... But it just really, like just from the get-go, like with the... The, it, the the ending credits first and like this just in reverse like scene for scene for scene like just start to finish and after finishing the movie I couldn't imagine watching this movie the other way it was just perfectly done great cinematography the dialogue is very offensive so you may like it's very it seems dated yeah, um, pretty, but it fits homophobic it, it's very homophobic yeah. I don't think I've heard the f Word. Word said more in a movie in like 20 minutes. I was like, yeah, Jesus Christ. Ever. There's a brutal kill in the first 25 minutes, and it's awesome. That's probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. And I don't want to give too much away because I know neither of you guys have seen it. I don't know if you're ever going to yeah, watch this movie. Yeah. Uh, Mike, you might be able to stomach it. Um, it depends on when I can get screen time without yeah, Kat. Kat so I wouldn't yeah. recommend. You, oh, okay. you would find nothing. You would find nothing. Are you listening to the description of the movies that no. he's been watching? Are you it's going a, to want to watch this so, movie? So there's, there's, <laughs> there's just a lot of just bad. It's just again, men are shit. Like it just, it's just awful. And the ending in this movie, what's wild about this movie is it starts off so hardcore and like wild that by the time you get to the end, the end seems like a happy ending. But it's the most depressing ending to a movie that you could essentially have for what just transpired. Yeah, because but by the end backwards. you're like, you're it's backwards. But by the time it's over, you're like, oh, that's a relief. And then you're like, wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> is that really a relief, or was that just not the worst thing I've ever watched? Well, it, phenomenal movie. That that movie goes into my top, I'd say twenty of yeah. all time. Wow, watching it. that's it's, it's awesome very movie. very well done movie. Who who pulled off the reverse uh, story better, Seinfeld or this movie? Or Memento. Or Memento. Well, that was the thing, was that when Gaspar Noé was trying to get this movie greenlit, this was his second feature film, which his first one, I Stand Alone, is so brutal and just depraved and fucked up that he was having a hard time having people be like, I don't know, dude, like, you just kind of put out a really fucking rugged-ass movie. <laughs> yeah. 
and this seems pretty rugged as well. Um, and he was like, well, no, the whole thing's backwards. Was that his idea or was that the... It was his, like, kind of snap. At the, like, as soon as they said it? Yeah. So it, when he filmed the movie, did he originally plan on it being... No. It was supposed to be... So that, it, it was supposed to be... What a way back. to just, like, adjust on the fly. And he just, like... Well, he took advantage of knowing that Memento, Christopher Nolan's Memento, out, like, was just, so popular. Was that, like, a year mm-hmm. or two before it? Yeah. that was, what, 90... And, and so they said no, and he's like, well, that's the thing. It's played backwards. Oh. And they were like, oh, well, in that case, then that's actually really yeah. devastating. <laughs> yeah, because it, sure. it wouldn't be as devastating the other way around. It would just be kind of... It would just be bleak. Brutal. It would yeah. just be bleak and brutal. Yeah, but it still is, but it's just, like, the way the story's told, it's much more almost acceptable like you're like yeah all right like you at least give credit for the way the movie plays out and how well done it is that you're willing to accept that you just had to endure well, really yeah, really rough on-screen violence essentially if you had done it front to back that nine minutes of matt like just awfulness yeah would have been like that's like the first half hour of them whereas in the other if you do it from reverse that's like in the last hour of the movie i feel like it was like yeah. a lot later on so well, that's the thing. Like, After that happens, yeah. you're kind of like, "Wow, there's an hour left." Yeah, and you're like, "How can how I can't can believe, there be I, an I hour really left? can't believe that that scene was like that long." I was like, "Is yeah. this gonna end?" It's rough. I, I was just like, la- like not laughing because it was funny, just laughing because like I'm like looking at something else. I'm like looking at my phone. Like I'm like, I can't. I can't yeah, watch this the, the, the first time I watched it, I think I fast forwarded it. I was getting close to that, but I was <clears> you had told me about it, so I was kind of mentally prepared for it. I've only watched this movie twice. The second time I watched it was actually a few months ago. And the second time I watched it, it was so much better than I remembered it being. Because there's little details that I'd never noticed in the first viewing that when I noticed them in the second one made this... It was even more devastating knowing that. So there's other... I guarantee there's something you didn't notice that's a huge Oh, 100% because I was watching it and it's like it's an immediately just a shock to the senses like to start. Yeah. Like because it's spinning it's like you're getting dizzy and it's yeah. just this like oh my god. Apparently there's like fucking buck force trauma like yeah. let's go. When he made it there's like a low low tone frequency that plays so when it was in theater you can't hear it but it, I guess it's like it just makes you physically like ill. I mean this, okay. this movie was yeah. the definition <laughs> of a, a Lionsgate film because that was. So yeah. why don't we keep rolling with Gaspar Noé so what was the Gaspar Noé um, un film that you watched? I did uh, Vortex so this came out and technically in 2020 that's when I kind of passed through the uh, 2020, 2021 through the film uh, festival circuit Mm -hmm. Um, the stars Dario Argento as the lead Um, and then I I don't remember the the wife's name and then their son and basically it's an elderly couple one of which the woman has dementia and Argento is struggling from kind of like getting over recently having a stroke they're living together they really should be taken care of. Their son is a recovering drug addict with a six-year-old that he takes care of by himself. Um, and as it goes on, it's just basically their last days alive. And it's just the... Uh, it's very realistic. It's very, very well done. It's very good. It's just very sad. But this is a movie that I honestly do think deserves some sort of Oscar recognition. But I don't think... I think it would have came and went if it did... Okay. But um, definitely has its horrific moments towards the end. Typical Gaspar Noé stuff where it just goes off the rails and you're like, Jesus Christ. But okay. um, it was it was very good. So definitely not a horror movie, but it does have Dario Argento on it. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously yeah. iconic horror yeah. you know, director. So it Just a quick thought. I think now when you say the term off the rails, it has like a much deeper meaning than it did before. When you say off the rails and you're referring to Gaspar Noé, it is... It, 
I don't even know if get off the rails does it justice because it's like yeah, it's, off it's the cliff. like yeah. yeah it's it's <laughs> terrible yeah like it's something. But the way the movies are done makes up. It's yeah. just it's, oh, it's like a shot. car wreck. Great dude. movies. You can't it's stop like you, yeah, you gotta watch it. It's okay. Awesome. All right. Fantastic. Anything else you guys want to touch upon before we talk? Um, for just other watches. Yeah, other watches. I had a quick little one. It was a 1932 movie called Jesus. The Most Dangerous Game. It was about an hour and five minutes long. Um, yep. Great little book. flick, dude. I know, I know of it, and I know the, of of the original story, which is supposedly what the Zodiac Killer based his really? mo. Can I just say that's like one of the like few books that I've actually read. No shit. Yeah. Okay. I like I think I read it in school for like summer reading or yeah. something. I yeah. Don't I mean what the it's the about. Zodiac's I, first. I don't know what it's about. Uh, <laughs> the, the Zodiac's <laughs> first <laughs> cipher. I pretty much I, I from, from what I remember says at some point when it was cracked. I like killing people because people killing people is the most dangerous game. Yeah. Something like that is in the middle of his cipher. Yeah. So that's yep. where it, I feel like it kind of became more popular when the Zodiac. It was like yeah, it's like a brought hunting. it to the forefront, yeah. the forefront of popular culture. Yeah, basically these big game hunters are going into the jungle to hunt like tigers and like other jungle cat, and their boat gets shipwrecked, which you end up finding out is by design. And they end up getting onto this little island where there's this huge mansion where this rich man is basically, as it goes on, is like, listen, you're already fucked. Like, you're not getting off this island alive, um, but I will let you at least try. And that means I'm going to hunt you through the jungle. So, it, it's, dude, it was fucking for, a, like, an old-ass movie. Like, don't get me wrong, like, old-ass movies like that are usually good, but they can be very boring. This was very suspenseful. It's an hour long. It was just and like a quick little pop i it was like last week when it was super hot out layla's room was too hot so she had to sleep in our room so i slept on the couch it was like 9 p.m i was like i'm not gonna fall asleep for a while so i put this on and i was like wow i was like revved up so i was like damn that was but it's really really fucking rad i know there's a remake maybe even two but if you can check out the original one it is on hbo max um, okay. And to the remake's got right. fairly old too. Though. Um, also, I, fifty-six. Well, yeah. So yeah. I, I have I have seen the remake. Yeah. And the remake is called Mac and Dennis Manhunters. It's an episode <laughs> of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, <laughs> where Mac and Dennis are hunting cricket. Crickety cricket. Oh God. Yeah. We are going to hunt you. Cricket. Yeah. It's so oh, fucking oh, and good. And in then space with the, like, the, the, the hard candy, candy in their mouth. And Frank's, Frank's yelling at them, you don't hunt a man. I mean, they're just like, Frank, that's you're describing to us the plot of Rambo. First yeah. Blood. You're describing the, the plot of First Blood. Well, I feel like they've, that, that movie's actually been remade. Like, I mean, basically, you have like, The Purge and like there's other movies. That's, like, yeah. that's the general. But like a, like a genuine remake of that movie, like now, yeah. like the way it was intended, mm. probably would be pretty dope. It would be sick. Like, yeah. Okay. It definitely could and should be done. I'm sure it already is in the works. I'm, I'm all for short, awesome horror yeah, flicks. Yeah, it was nice. That's the cool thing about all those old, old, old movies is they're like an hour long. Okay. Gato. You want to talk to me about Uma, or yes. maybe some of the things that you've watched over the last week? Because I know we watched Uma together. I don't think I watched any of them. That's fine. You can go ahead. Um, so we were scrolling through Netflix, and they have the top like ten things or whatever. And usually, if I'm looking for something to watch, I'll be like, you know what? What's what's relevant today that people are watching that are making this top ten list or whatever? So if there's a horror movie on there, I'll usually check it out. So there was one on Sunday. Sunday. We it was after Sunday? we after we saw Nope. Yep. After we saw no. So yeah, it was hot as balls that day, so we were like, yeah, it we're just going <laughs> we're just going home and watching TV. So 
Uma was on, and I looked at the little thing, and I was like, oh, Sandra Oh, she's from Grey's. She's a, she's one like Jennifer. And yeah, she's in yeah Grey's Anatomy, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Killing Eve, too, uh, I think. And um, she's also in Sideways. And, yeah. Awesome. She's in a lot of, she's a in a lot one. of stuff. I like this pull. And, um... <laughs> Sam, Sam Raimi produced uh, Sam Raimi is the producer in this movie. Yeah. I almost watched it the other day because I saw it yeah. and it smells. Because I was like, okay, well, let's like it. Girl. It's about, like, it's it's this Korean family, which is just the mom and the daughter, and they're set in the middle of nowhere. They have this bee farm. They make honey. She's sickly allergic to electricity. Um, so then they're kind of cut off from technology, so they don't have cell phones, or they don't have computers, they don't have lights. So the Sounds only dark. person that they have any interaction with is the guy who does their books for the, the bee business. And he brings, like, he introduces this girl who doesn't have any friends. So the daughter is, like, in high school. She's homeschooled. So she's literally, it's literally her and her mom. Um, meets this guy, this guy's niece, and pretty much, like, she's like, oh, I really like your makeup. I really like all this, like, you're, like, normal, pretty much. And then the girl's like, well, I feel bad for you because, like, you just don't have any friends. You don't have any, like, contact with <laughs> yeah, the outside sorry, world. <laughs> like, so, um, it's a pretty dark story about the, like, her, so the, Sandra O oh finds out that her mom died because her uncle said he couldn't find her to tell her that her mom died because she's so off the grid. So her uncle just shows up one day in a car with, like, a suitcase of her mom's ashes, pretty much, in her, like, most prized possessions. And it's like, here, suitcase. I remember seeing this, this in, like, the trailer, yeah. Yeah, this is yours, and this is your mom. Do with it what you will. <laughs> you and disgraced your family. Get it the fuck out of my house. And, and needless to say, when those things are left behind, shit starts to go down. Yeah. Right, yeah. So... Yeah, her mom's ashes, her mom's old, like, traditional dress gowns. There's a mask in there. There's some, like, creepy music box. There's all these, like, weird kind of items in there. And, yeah, like Mike said, it's, like, creepy things just start kind of happening. And, you know, you're wondering if, like, she's possessed by her mom. And then it's, like, did she need to pay respect to her mom now that she's dead because her spirit's still alive? She hasn't been had a proper burial? Like, it's all this kind of, like, spooky stuff. But... Is, is this a remake? No, okay. no uh, not, not not yeah. from what I'm aware of, and I would say, this is going to be a very deep cut, but if you understand all these references, then good for you. I would say it is like Kim's Convenience fucked Better Call Saul and had a PG-13 horror movie baby. That's how <laughs> I would describe it, okay? Yeah. So the only reason I know what the term, what? I, the only reason I know <laughs> what the, really the only reason, the only reason I know what the term "ama" means yeah. is because oh, we've watched Kim's Convenience. Kim's Convenience. Yeah. We it's know what that word is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So essentially, yep. That. No, it's mother. Mother. Yep. So okay. that because yeah, that's what they say in Kim's Convenience. So I know what the word means. And then also in Better Call Saul, one of the the big plot threads in the first couple of seasons is not a spoiler. Is that Saul Jimmy? His older brother has also this same quote-unquote illness, which may or may not be real, That's where he's point. allergic to electricity. electricity, and he has no electricity in his house. That's a wild... Insane, right? It's, well, it's got to be some sort of like nerve sensitivity. Yeah. This, this is a movie, I feel like, that is clearly trying to, at certain points, be a PG-13 ripoff of a movie like Hereditary. Where you are clearly, you're put, like, the, the point of view character is the mom, Sandra Oh, right? right? But you're clearly, as the movie goes on, you're meant to believe more and more as you see the, the story through the daughter's eyes that the mom 
has lost her fucking shit. Yeah. Right? But it's a, it's a very muted PG-13, Blumhouse-y yeah. type yeah. horror movie. I was not impressed. Um, I'm glad we watched it. It, it was fine. Great, it was a good way to pass an hour and a half. I didn't watch it. because yeah. This is partially to your to what you were saying. You're like, you like to watch what's in the top ten of yeah. Netflix. I actually strive to not watch anything that's in the top ten unless it's like a documentary. documentary. Stranger yeah. Things. Because, well... Obviously, there's certain exceptions, but if it's, like, if it's a horror movie, I'm gonna watch. That. I actually I haven't watched that yet. It. I gotta yeah. watch that. But it's, yeah, yeah like good. Matt was saying a couple weeks ago, I think like Netflix with the horror movies, they kind of leave something to be desired. Mm. Well, again, they it. they have a lot of shit on there that's like, meant for a lot of different people. Yeah. Right. I feel like this is not the type of horror movie that's meant for a hardcore yeah. seasoned hardened right. horror. Netflix yeah. is like people that are like getting into horror. Yeah, right. They're not gonna but, have any Gaspar in the way of the Irreversible was on there for a long time. Was it really? Yeah. You know what? I was actually thinking that because when the like, it's when like I, borderline when I, public domain. When I downloaded, when I when I rented the movie from Prime, the first like the picture that they have with the movie, I was like, I've seen this before, and yeah. I kept thinking it was like derailed because he's in derailed too, and it wasn't, and I was like, oh, that's where I kept seeing that. Yeah. Okay. Wee wee. Enough Gaspar well, Noé film. <laughs> YouTube. Jesus Christ. I thought when I when I first saw it when it said Uma, I was like, oh my god, is this a Korean version of Mother? And I was like. <laughs> yeah. I was that like, oh my god, bro. that would have been really interesting. Mm. And then I looked and I was like, oh no, it's not. Like, I was like, but it's okay, we'll watch it anyway. Well, I'm glad I let you. I'm glad I let you guys watch it. Yes. I'm just, I was, I was surprised that Sam Raimi had his name tied to this, well, and maybe was, it was just yeah. like in producer credit only. I feel like he had very little to do because I, I was hoping maybe it'd be like I spit on your grave or like you know fucking yeah, like that good. type of thing. But <laughs> well, it she did was not take the urn and like. Went yeah, but it was just it was very uh, it just. That's it not could very, have been. That's not edgy. If you're if you're a no, teen if you're if you're a teenager, sure, maybe this was a good movie for you. I just didn't find. Did it you like it? Sam Raimi was also was busy okay. as shit making the Multiverse of Madness. I know. I know. Exactly. Anything else besides Mama? You, uh, Mama, <laughs> Mama, you <laughs> want to cover? Mama. Mama. Um, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I have two book recommendations. I'll run through real, wow. real quick. I'll, cons- I'll uh, continue my trend here. you can get the library? Um, so I finally <laughs> finished. I'll, I put a big post on Instagram about it. So if you want to see my full thoughts, you can go on it. But obviously everybody's familiar with the story of Jaws. I don't think as many people are familiar with Peter Benchley's Jaws, the novel version of Jaws. And I would say that if you are a fan of the Jaws movie, you need to read the Jaws novel at some point. This is a book that you can breeze through. The audiobook is about six hours long, and I'm a lunatic that listens to shit on one and a half speed, so I burn through it in about four and a half hours, maybe. And the stories are so different that I almost fo- kind of found it refreshing because I've seen Jaws eight bazillion times. Yeah. Now, obviously, Jaws is one of, if not my favorite movie of all time. Up there with Goodfellas. Also, rest in peace, uh, Paul Sorvino. It's crazy. They all, all, these, all, these, all these damn it. Dude, yeah, yeah, fucking Polly Walnut's dying. Paul Sorvino, Ray Liotta. My God, I can't. My, my own. I can't fucking, fucking deal with it. Yeah, and, not even uh, Italian. I can't deal with this shit. James Con. James Con yep, too. Yeah. Oh my God. So, um, anywho, the book version of Jaws is different enough, and I do have spoilers in my Instagram post, as you pointed out dude, to me, Matt. Yes. Which I mean, like, I, I, I feel like, the the, book dude, now. the book is forty. The book's fifty fucking years old. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, I feel like I could post spoilers about the book in there, but there's some sizable differences and i think i put this in the post not that i'm advocating for this if they ever were to remake jaws there are enough plot differences that they could make the story different enough now again i'm not advocating for this i do not co-sign i do not want jaws to be remade ever i hold it 
in my top three, top two, top one movie of all time, depending on my mood. Um, but read Peter Benchley's Jaws. Read Peter Benchley's Jaws. Look at some of the artwork about what he had envisioned and what he thought some of the characters would have looked like in his mind before they were portrayed by Roy Scheider, Richard Dreyfuss, uh, Robert Shaw, Mari Hamilton, whoever else. Bruce the Shark. Bruce the Shark. It's very interesting. It's very, very interesting. So Peter Benchley's Jaws I recommend very much. And I will say I am all the way the fuck back the fuck in on alien and UFO shit after seeing Nope. And I have had a book in my Audible uh, library for a while that I've been, I've you know, just been ignoring. It's uh, by Ben Mesrick. It's called The 37th Parallel. Uh, ben Mesrick, you may know the name. Uh, he wrote the book. It was called... Uh, so he wrote the book that inspired the Social Network movie by David Fincher. It was called Accidental Billionaires. It was about the creation of Facebook. He also wrote a book called Bringing Down the House, which was turned into a movie called 21, which is about the MIT students that went to Vegas and did card oh, counting. Yeah, that movie's so he's a very... He, like, he's, he's actually written a lot of shit that has been turned into some pretty good movies, and this movie is about him following around... Uh, this guy, David Zukowski, I believe is his name. And I think this guy actually has his own UFO TV show now. I think it's on the Travel Channel. Um, but it's a lot of shit about UFOs, cattle mutilations, lights in the sky. Skinwalkers. If you like alien sh- skinwalkers, if you like alien shit, skinwalker if you like range. UFO shit, if you like skinwalker shit, if you like weird, weird, weird shit, you like weird, wow hearing shit. about... Weird, wow. You like hearing about Roswell. You I like hearing about Area 51 like I have my entire life. Check it out. I'm about three quarters of the way through it in two days since we finished watching wow. Nope, and uh, it's really good. So that's what I have for my watch list. Real quick news stuff, you guys. Uh, Matt, we just talked about this. Uh, apparently we're getting that sequel to X, which is called Pearl, and that's coming out on September 16th. Yeah. And I know you watched the trailer. Two days after my birthday. I'm avoiding trailers. Well, happy uh, early birthday. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I know we had our thoughts on X, you guys. I think this was before you joined the yeah. show officially. Officially, I know you really liked it, Matt. We I were really not did. as fond of it. Um, I think maybe with some backstory, this could be a good story. You well, guys? that's that's what I was yeah. talking about when we talked about it originally. I was like, I wish I had some sort of backstory to why... And that's what we're getting, is yeah. the backstory for it. So I'll probably like Pearl better than I liked X, based off the fact that that's kind of what I wanted. Pearl mm. looks better than X. I'm not watching the trailers. And I've been I honestly, dude, the trailers aren't even that spoily. Really? It's okay. like, dude, it's it's wild. Like, okay. it, I was like, wow, this movie's going to be fucking out of control. Mm. Okay, yeah. fair enough. I'm down. So uh, maybe we'll talk about that movie a little bit more in the future. Um, also... Comic-Con. San Diego Comic-Con was this past weekend. There was a lot of trailers that dropped, mostly superhero shit, because that's the uh, age that we live in. More on that later, because I have some more thoughts. Andrew, by the way, do you like Marvel stuff? We talked about this before. Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. Anywho. I don't think so. Um, the Simpsons <laughs> apparently had a Comic-Con panel this past weekend, and they dropped some details about the latest version of the Treehouse of oh, Horror yeah. that they're going to be doing. Ooh, what is it? They're doing two episodes this year. Ooh. They're doing one traditional episode, which is going to be three segments, as usual, which I guess one of the segments is going to be based on that um, uh, that Death Note movie that was based on a Japanese manga. Oh, I've um, actually seen that movie. I watched yep. it with my niece because she's obsessed with that stuff. Yep. Skylar or Zoe? Skylar. Okay. All right. So there's going to be one segment based on that, 
and then they're doing a second episode. They're going to air in back-to-back weeks where it's going to be one full episode. First time they've ever done this for a Halloween episode. It's going to be a 20-minute long full Simpsons episode parody of It with Krusty as Pennywise. That sounds sounds fucking awesome. I think we should do... A review? A review I would on, fucking like, the love four, to do the four, that. Like shorts. Or yeah. the four, the Absolutely, the dude. I, you know me. I love talking yeah, trios of horror. I love the that. Simpsons. I love their Halloween that draft episodes. Was fun. I enjoyed that. one of my favorite. So yeah, that's coming out. And then also uh, just dropped today. I was talking to Justin about this a couple days ago because he actually went to go see uh, the weekend. Yeah. At uh, I think I know. Was I, it Garden I, I, or I Gillette? wasn't able to. Uh, it looked like Gillette. I thought it was Gillette too. Um, I wasn't able to watch that until I got home from work for some reason. Okay, that that's fine. Link was slow. But um, yeah, so uh, Justin, uh, who who has uh, been a, a constant listener of our show, Jay Bone McLaughlin, McLaughlin, and uh, contributed some questions to last week's episode that we answered. I was telling him that there had been a widespread rumor in the uh, the horror and haunt community that there was going to be a haunted house. At uh, Universal on both coasts, that was going to be based on the music videos and music of the weekend, cool. the artist, that's, and that was announced today. That's so. Sick. Um, I would say if you are not familiar with uh, the music and the music videos of the weekend, just watch the videos for like Blinding Lights, Save Your Tears, yeah, uh, cool. In Your Eyes, like Heartless. Three They're very shut. fucked up music videos. So you can see where some of his imagery could be translated very well to a haunted house. And especially when you put a Hollywood budget behind it at a theme park, this could be very cool. And well, I think it's just a... huge. Yeah. Well, he's know, part I, of the Illuminati. I, so you, you know me? I love, weird, I love weird haunted attraction news and theme park news. So this is kind of a cool little thing. And obviously this is going to be alongside uh, previously announced haunted houses at that same event for Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, based on the original Halloween movie from 1978, and also a house based on the Universal Classic Monsters, with more announcements to come. It's all in my Which, uh, Andrew, I know you might not be going anymore, but uh, dude, for show purposes, oh. get the fuck to Florida and go, go to, to Halloween Florida. Horror Nights, and come back and report to us, you motherfucker. Can go Gilbert. <laughs> all right, that's what I got. It's a half hour. Let's start talking um, about. I, I'm Wait, what else you got? What do you got? What do you got? You're burying the lead here. What? What? So what back on January 1st, 2022. A certain something became public domain, which would allow people to interpret these characters as yep. however they want. And those were the A.L. Uh, A.A. Milne stories, uh, Winnie the Pooh. So, oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. So, apparently, at some point in the near future, we're going to get a B-horror movie with Winnie the Pooh essentially being a slasher. serial killer, slasher, murderer. Um, it's called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. And uh, <laughs> as much as this hurts my soul because I love Winnie the Pooh so much, I'm kind of excited and I kind of can't wait to see if like Piglet and Eeyore and Christopher Robin, like, like what is going to go on in this movie. This like, is going to be like <laughs> in the realm of Terrifier. I would. That's my. I mean, that's. I hope so. Hot, that's yeah. a if lofty hope. Dude, if, if, if they're gonna do gonna it, that. they might as well like, do it. I was yeah. thinking more like no, Killer like, Sofa, like that. Well, level I mean, campiness, like, yeah. But like, but I think violence-wise, it's supposed to be really, really. I don't know really that, that, that if that's the like movie poster. I read a thing about it. It's supposed to be like they're like it's possible. And next year is that? Is that? Did they even mention? So I'm just. I don't know. I'm not sure, but the only thing I saw. So no Tigger, right? You or can't. Eeyore. Tigger. Well, Tigger is not public domain. All the other characures are. It's public only. Why, it's only Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. 
that they in have. the movie potentially, yeah. but the rest are still public domain, so they could be in there as. I think there was some villains. weird hmm. copyright thing that oh, was still. Okay. Dude, I, didn't see I can't can't you just see this movie ending and there's a post credit scene with Tigger and fucking Eeyore showing up to kill somebody else? Well, they. I well, mean, so you can't you can't. That's the post credit scene. I'll stick around. It's for. implied what? that <laughs> they. So I read this plot. And it's basically that Christopher Robin, like, goes away or dies or something happens to him. And they kind of have to, re- like, reverse into, like, being feral. And okay. the only thing they know is eat and kill. And so it's implied that they, like, eat Eeyore and Maybe Piglet becomes, like, one of the yeah. wild boars in, like, Hannibal and just starts, like... Yeah, he's supposed, oh, to, be, he's supposed to be, like, his little, like... Sidekick. His little sidekick. It's like, I guess, from what I read, it's like supposed to be implied. This is ruining so many people's yeah. childhoods. Ruining. And I'm, and I'm fine with that because... Ruined. Ruined. I'm not a child. I'm an adult. That's floored. It's uh, why, yeah, what it's a, insane. Why, dude, it's going to be a hilarious I guess I can't movie. make, like, Will for the Shit movie anymore because it's <laughs> being done. <laughs> it's being done already. It's being done, yeah. 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 You missed your opportunity. For sure. All right, so that means that we're on to our uh, topic du jour, our movie of the evening. The evening. And without further ado, let's talk some Nope. You guys yep. ready? Uh, yep. 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 Oh, nope. ooh, ooh, ooh. I was waiting for those nope. jokes nope. all night. Uh, yeah. All right. So I'm just going to give you guys a format to follow. We're going to follow this right now, okay? So that we don't mess any of this up. So because this is obviously a movie that not everybody has probably seen so far. So I think we should start out with our overall spoiler-free thoughts. Okay. Okay. okay? After that, we should uh, probably talk about spoiler stuff, where it ranks for the rest of the year, and then go into everything else. So let's just start spoiler-free. I have lots of thoughts. I can start. Would anybody like to start? Cat, would you yeah, like I, to start? Why is this spoiler free? Because we're going to do spoilers after. Either. Because there, there so may be people like uh, some of our loyal listeners, like maybe say James or okay. Matt Gilbert or somebody that. But they may, they may want to okay. hear our opinion on this movie before they go to see it in theaters, and they may not want to have the movie spoiled for them. That's why we would start spoiler free. We're pretty important. Cat, why don't you go first? Go ahead. So can you I can say... Start. No spoilers. No, you <laughs> can't. You know what? You can't go first. You're going to let someone else go first so you can get the idea. So, Mike, why don't you go first? I'll go first. Um, so here's what I will say about Nope. I feel very differently about this movie now, 48 hours later, than I did when I first left the movie. Um, that's not a bad thing. I didn't like it as much walking out of the theater as I do now. With that being said, this is a type of movie you need to see in theaters. Yes, I agree with that. Thousand yeah, percent. The, the bigger the screen, the better. Yeah, we you took the RPX words out of my mouth. Awesome. Yeah, uh, RPX is awesome. Uh, this is showing in IMAX, and it yeah. was shot with IMAX cameras. If you can see it in IMAX, see it in IMAX. Definitely. And I might see it again, and I might try and see it in IMAX if I have the time and you if I can. You let me know. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'll go with you. I didn't know. Where, yeah. where is their IMAX? I have no idea. I have to Do find it. Randolph? I, I, yeah, it's like so, the Jordan. I think hey, there's one random. Randolph, what up? That's where I grew up. So if that's the, if the closest fucking IMAX theater, <laughs> my God, that's fucking terrible. I, yeah, I, think I would, it's I would be down for that. This is far and away, not even remotely close, my favorite horror movie of the year. It's, it's, I, I've come to that decision. Um, this is by far the most thought-provoking movie that I've seen this year. Not the most thought-provoking horror movie, the most thought-provoking movie I've seen this year. Mm-hmm. I think it gets extra points in my book for being a big-budget spectacle mm. mid-July release horror movie. And, oh boy, 
Is it original? Dare you say a summer? He already did. I just did. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> dare he? Oh, he dared. <laughs> and I just think it's it's just it's a it's amazing and it's a testament to Jordan Peele as a filmmaker. This is third film that he is able to kind of go to a studio and say, this is what I want to do. You're going to drop it in mid-July. This is what the budget's going to be. You're going to fucking like it, and fuck you. I have I to that give was it... the actual conversation. I, I feel like he was probably I, I nicer. So. I, probably nicer. <laughs> but probably nicer. To Universal Studios. But yeah. in, 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 in the comic book movie day and age where... So, it's funny. We... By the way, uh, nice little recommendation. Uh, study Hall... At the Kingston Collection, good little yes, restaurant yes. for some uh, brunch. Said, we were just yeah. talking about that. We were talking about that. Good little, uh, good little Bloody Mary. We went on Sunday of the uh, opening weekend, and it was all families and kids there because they were seeing Minions. They were seeing Thor, Love and Thunder. I, I kind of want to see They were seeing, uh, I mean, El- I wouldn't, Elvis I wouldn't was out. They were seeing uh, Top Gun Maverick. Elvis was out. What else? I mean, there was, was Thor. Yeah. This was Swamped. It was slammed. Oh, I was like, yeah. what is going on? Yeah. Good to they see. Were Nobody maybe... was in Belfast 100 degrees out. Nobody in right. Nope. Yeah. There were maybe 15 people in the theater. Really? Oh, there was more than 15. 20. It, it, that's a big, that was a big that theater because we were in the RPX. Yeah. We were sitting on top of like 10 people when we yeah. got there. Oh, dude, ours was like full. Well, when did you guys go? Like really? a night? Friday night. night. That, see, yeah. that's yeah. a Friday that's night. Good. We went that's Sunday good. at that's noon. Good. We went Sunday. That's when children go to the movies. I also think, I guess, bold take, this might be the most interesting movie that Jordan Peele has made. I'm not saying best, I'm saying the most interesting movie that he has made. Uh, It's much more of a blockbuster, as I mentioned, than any of his other films, than Get Out, than Us. Spielberg. This feels very Spielberg, for sure, and we'll talk about, uh, he has mentioned some of his influences for this particular movie, and when you hear them, you're like, yeah, I kind of get, like, most of them. Um, I would say... I can't really get into too much more without spoiling. The performances are very good. I think, uh, especially Kiki Palmer. To Kiki, Kiki Palmer. Kiki yeah. Palmer. Very funny. Phenomenal. Kalu- Kaluuya was very under- understated in this, which I feel like obviously it was intentional. He was trying to be reserved Stoic. to Kiki Palmer's like live wire energy. Right. Um, I love Stephen Yun. He was great in The Walking Dead. He's very good in this. Uh, always good to see Michael Wincott in a movie. Those awesome pipes, that voice playing the yeah, cinematographer. Dude. Since I can see, oh, uh, okay, yeah, I'm okay. About. What else has he been in? Uh, he looked familiar. I just he was in the Crow, the Crow, bunch of other okay. shit. Yep. And I, I would like also Karen say, too. while we're talking about performances, it's uh, always great to see Keith David uh, in Keith another David. Alien. I didn't even movie. realize he was in this movie. Oh yeah, I didn't either because it wasn't in the yeah. marketing, which is great. Brandon Perea, um, that was good. So that's well, that's what I'll say. That, um, Angel. Yeah. He yes, was awesome. he was awesome too. Great comic relief character that I, I grew to love. Um, I feel like all the all the characters were, were pretty damn good in this, and I feel like that's about what I can say without, without getting into too spoilers. much away. So I really really cared for this movie. I think the uh, my my biggest point would be the more I thought about it after leaving, the more I liked it. I didn't necessarily like it as much upon first viewing. Don't let that turn you off to seeing this in theaters because this is a movie you should see in theaters. For fuck's sake, go to the movies and see Nope. Who'd like to go next? Matt. Um, I will agree that upon the initial viewing coming out of the theaters, I was kind of like, hmm, I'm not too sure about this. Um, I know we had spoke a couple days, or the day after I saw it, and I kind of was like, you know, it was, I felt a little... uh, 
I, I felt like I wasn't. I, I ordered filet mignon and I got I got skirt steak. So I was kind of like, hmm. Like I don't know if, but it was kind of the same thing. Where as the time went on and I really thought about it, and there was more things that kind of came out. There was reviews that I was reading. There were big horror uh, page reviews that were coming out, and I was like, okay. I, I gained more of an appreciation for it, but that doesn't mean that I also, like, I'm not going to relinquish the fact that I do think that there was, I wanted more from it, for sure. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I think that's totally fair. I'm going to, I'll get into this more. There are parts of it that are absolutely fucking insane, and they're very good and very fucking brutal, mm-hmm. but there's parts of it that I'm like, I don't think I get it. So I think I'm. I'd love to see it again, for sure. We hope to answer that question tonight. I yeah. think I have some ideas. I'd love to hear it. So I'm excited for that. But um, in terms of like what you said, it's massive. Um, I felt I. It felt like I was watching a Steven Spielberg movie. Like I felt like this was like what I felt like. I, it made me feel like when I watched War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise in theaters, it had that kind of same effect where it was very like whoa like. You're looking, there's a lot to take in, but... I actually really liked that movie. I did, too. too. It was very yeah. brutal. Filmed yeah. in Naugatuck, Connecticut, where my dad used to live. Oh, I don't think I ever knew that. A little snippet. A little snippet if we're <laughs> talking. <laughs> okay. You know. It, it um, still looks like that now after. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, again, the performances are fantastic. The set pieces are unbelievable. Uh, CG, Un- CGI didn't hit too fucking hard for me, um, which there is some, and I was like, oh. So that was kind of like, I was like, that's next. But um, there are some very, very frightening scenes. And there's one scene in particular and kind of a subplot that I was infatuated with watching it. Me too. I couldn't. Obsessed. Wait, it kind of pulled me away from the movie because I was like thinking where this was going to go. And I think that might be why I kind of lost some of the, some of the juice. I understand that. So. And it was also revealed today, I'm sure you might have seen, that um, this particular sequence of Nope, which I think th- this latest issue of Fangoria was withheld because of this. Because it was. Of the they cover. sent out an email yeah. saying that. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a particular character or scene characters in Nope that are on the cover of the new issue of Fangoria, which I can understand why they didn't want to send it out to people until after this movie yeah. had come out. So I like that they kind of made it like that, like, Mm-hmm. supermarket tabloid like you know awesome. I, yeah that was like really cool. like an issue of us weekly yeah Looks like or just like one of those so like crazy just like bat boy mm-hmm. born in alligator swamp mm-hmm. and fl- like that yep. kind of weird bullshit kind of stuff i'm so feeling cool. everything you're putting down my cat your thoughts on nope okay spoiler free you spoiler now know the, uh, the general idea of it i agree with matt that i think i expected i didn't hate it I agree with you guys with the cinematography and all that stuff. The acting was good. There were scenes there were scenes that I liked more than others. That side plot scene, I'll talk about later what my thoughts were when we get into spoilers. But um, I, I, would, I would see it again. I mean, I'm not going to jump to see it again, I don't think. It didn't grab me like his other movies did. I think it was interesting that you said that it wasn't a horror movie. I don't, I don't think it's a horror movie. I think it's a horror movie. It's a it's sci-fi, a sci-fi fantasy it's horror. It's a sci-fi horror. Horror comes movie. in like yeah. third on the. There's very list. little. It's about as much of a horror movie as I would say, like. Signs. Maybe a little bit more. Maybe a little bit more than like Close Encounters of the Third That's Kind. What I, exactly yeah. what I was gonna say. Um, 
about on par, Day, about on yeah. par with Science. M- way more of a horror movie than Independence Day, yeah. I thought. Yeah. Way more. Yeah. That's more like a comedy. Like, well, not a comedy. Independence Day is kind of a comedy. Men in Black is spooky. Men in Black is awesome. Yeah. Great movie. Great movie. It. But I don't feel like dread. I didn't feel like no, scared. I, didn't. I think were, there was like yeah. one jump scare maybe, but like overall it wasn't really a horror. I yeah, think it was, this, this yeah. is not a jump scare. No, movie. No. no. There was one jump scare. There was one that got me. I can't remember what it, it was, but I, I, know, it, it, I know it got me. There was definitely two because the kid in front of me. Jumped Maybe there was twice. two. The <laughs> scariest scene in the movie Wait, for the me. We can't spoiler, talk. About no. We're not going to. I'm not going to give details. Had nothing to do with the plot of the entire movie. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Continue. So I yeah I liked it. Um, I appreciated it. I wanted more. I I thought that it was going to be bigger than what it was. I thought that I felt like the trailer kind of seemed confusing and didn't give a lot away at first and then it kind of I don't know well, I, that's that's a good thing though the no, trailer no. didn't give a lot away it led you in a, in a direction that you kind of had no idea what you well, were to expect I kind of felt that but then like when I saw the longer trailer before we saw the last movie then I was kind of like oh that's what they're about it kind of was I kind of had a lot more the longer trailer had more in it that see, I was kind of like mm. well obviously the I see I see well, what yeah, you're I saying that, but I mean I see what you're saying there and I was kind of like oh this is going to be about aliens but I feel like you still about, like um, even well you even, didn't know that from the first trailer no the first one was like very like short it was and clearly very, aliens. it was Daniel Kaluuya <laughs> on a horse being chased <laughs> by a UFO <laughs> so, so you I don't know what trailer you were watching maybe I watched a different trailer that was the Super Bowl trailer yeah. Um, Andrew, I'll take one too. I don't know. Um, I didn't know what I was going to be watching when no. Camera I I understand. I, I understand what you're saying, <laughs> for sure. It was very vague. But then the last yeah. one, then I was like, Cold. oh, um, I don't know if I'm going to be as into it. I, I just because I don't know. I still think there's enough know, towards maybe. the end, where like yeah, you may know what where they're going to go, but I feel like most of the stuff that was in those trailers was in the first like hour of the movie because this is a long movie. Yeah, it, it was. It didn't uh, feel, didn't feel long. I didn't no. check. I didn't check. I don't have a watch. I didn't check my I, phone once. I checked time. my phone multiple. Did I checked you? My watch multiple times. Okay. The only t- so. <laughs> okay, that's not necessarily a bad thing though. In your in your sense, you're saying it's a bad thing. I, I sometimes check long. my phone in the middle of a movie to see where I'm o- where I'm at in the plot progression. I'm always doing where, that. Where where am I? I usually do that. I want to know much how do much I time have is left because I don't like, want right. to What? How is this going to end? Well, yeah, that's why I checked my watch. And there were a few like, times when I looked at my phone and I was like, "Oh, baby, what is going to happen here?" Like, uh, this is—I feel like they don't have a lot left. But yeah, I don't know. We'll get to more of that in spoilers. Anything else you want to say about no? No, I mean I would. Nope. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, don't, I mean, if you went to go see it again, I don't—I don't think I would see it again in theater. I would. I definitely agree with you that it needs to be in theaters. A hundred percent. For its best yeah. experience. By and IMAX, because we didn't, we yeah, saw it in RPX, but IMAX would be. RPX even was like, RPX was I, good. I, I can't remember the last time I saw the RPX theater. I used to hate and RPX. I was like, wow, this is fucking mm. sick. The last uh, one I saw yeah. RPX the was, was like The Hobbit, huge. and I was like, I don't like this. I feel like I'm too watching a play. <laughs> and I yeah. feel like the entire movie, <clears throat> through Jordan Peele's direction, and the I forget the, the cinematographer's name, but he has worked with Christopher Nolan on his last like three movies, and he's working. With, he worked with Jordan Peele on this movie. Your eye is drawn just up the entire movie. You're looking yeah. in the sky. Uh, it's to, a like, fantastic see way to do it. It's what's going on, and it just speaks to the testament of like how skilled they are at making films. Which again, it doesn't necessarily say anything for the plot, or the performances, or the story, or anything like that. But the way it's made, fantastic. So, Andrew, 
What do you think? So, I gotta say, I had my bar set very hard, very high for this movie. Very hard. And hard. upon <laughs> immediate completion of this movie, this movie exceeded my expectations tenfold. I thought this movie was fucking phenomenal. This was easily my favorite Jordan Peele movie. I'm not gonna say horror movie, because I don't, like Matt said, like you kind of said, not necessarily a horror movie, more of a sci-fi fantasy with horror elements. Just, I think, start to finish, the background stories, the general plot, the acting, the dialogue, the music, the cinematography. He did everything you're supposed to do with a summer blockbuster, and he was able to put himself in a position where he can now be... Because I know Get Out's very popular, and Us is very popular, but I still don't think he's mainstream. I think now he's definitely mainstream. After. Like, he's he got to be... He won an Oscar. I know, but I still... <laughs> like Just because you win an Oscar doesn't mean that like the general right. public have seen your movies or know you. I've talked to plenty of people that don't know who fucking Jordan Peele is. I mean, Get Out was a cultural phenomenon. It I feel was. Like, I feel like more people in America than not I would hope he was also on know Key like, what Peele the sunken Yeah, but some TV people don't even know what Key and yeah. Peele is. And I'm like, Key and Peele is awesome. So, right, yeah. Yeah, they're so but I mean, that's just like my, just my general thesis. This is my favorite Jordan Peele movie today. Not my favorite horror movie. Us is still my favorite horror movie. It's only done th- mm-hmm. So... The sky's the fucking limit for this guy. Oh, yeah. Like, this movie, this was my favorite alien movie since Signs came out. Because um, I think when I saw the trailers, I envisioned, I was hoping for a unique take on an alien movie. Like, you said you were kind of disappointed that it was like a Mars Attacks version. And when I heard you say that, I actually kind of got excited because I was like, that would be cool and all, but I want to see something, like, different. Like well, that's different the thing, yeah. I just expected thing. You expected more to, like the, like, yeah. even War of the Worlds or even, like, Signs. Like, it's a... It's very hard. Now I feel like now I'm starting to get into spoiler territory, so I'm going to stop. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to stop right there. Stop. just going to say, phenomenal movie. Acting was great. That little subplot that you were talking about earlier that you don't think had anything to do with the movie, I think it had a huge part to do with the movie. All right, that's what I want to talk about when we get to that. All right. That's a big discussion point. All right, so we're about to start talking spoilers here, but before we do, why don't we pause for a quick word from our sponsors. We'll be back in 90 seconds. It's official. The critics' decision is in. Spooky World is spooktacular. Enter the new black hole. If you dare. Or the new horror house of wax. This year, don't miss the real Jason, Bobby Pickett, or Alice Cooper. Phone the 24-hour Spooky World hotline. 508-838-0200. That's 508-838-0200. Spooky World is just west of Boston. And haunts every night from October 1st till November 1st. If you had the nerve, you'd phone 508-838-0200. It's America's horror theme park. Spooky World. Be scared. I'm the super sweet monster with the super sweet new cereal, Count Chocula. Piffle. Here's the super sweet new cereal, Frankenberry. But I've got chocolate sweeties for monstrous chocolate flavor. Well, I've got berry flavored sweeties for monstrous strawberry flavor. Count Chocula. Frankenberry. Hi. <laughs> Frankenberry. Count Chocula. The new face of evil is going to scare you to death. Barrett's Haunted Mansion, it's a killer this year. Then peek next door to the Abington Airlines. Barrett's Haunted Mansion, eat, drink, and be scary. Go to bhmansion.com. 
Um, so real quick before we get into spoilers, just in comparison for for everybody, like where does this rank among 2022 horror movies for you? Let's go. Just uh, rapid fire here. Better or worse than Black Phone? Better. Cap? Better. Okay. Better or worse than Scream? Better. Better. Agreed. Better. better or worse than Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Better. better. Duh. Yeah. Uh, better or worse than X? Better. Worse. I Better. Better. I think. Yep. Uh, better or worse than The Cursed? Better. I haven't seen it, but better. Better for me. I'm gonna say this. One. I'm just gonna say better for everyone. Cat, so. better or worse than choose or die? Like how we always ask. By a hair, it's better than okay. choose. Okay. Uh, better or worse than Firestarter? Better. Better. Okay. Better or worse than Men? Close. Worse. I have this is my top horror movie of the year. Uh, for what it's worth, and I have Men at number two. Yeah, I'd say this is better than... I mean, I, I would go generally X, like men, men better, but I like this movie nope. better than yeah. Men. Okay. All right. I, I, I gotta, gotta. Fair enough. Fair enough. Is there anything else? That, I mean, I know you probably... Yeah, What? what but I say what else, anything else that I didn't mention that you guys have watched that you would consider on uh, our That came out this year? I liked The Sadness. Oh, and um, uh, Crimes of the Future you saw, too. Crimes right? of the Future was not as good as this. Amma? Sadness? Better the Sadness? Amma? Better than Amma? an entirely different movie. Yep. Yeah, but honestly. I would say this was a better movie than The Sadness. But I almost watched that the it's, other day, it's, too. It's hard because I, I, The Sadness is much more like fun to watch because it's so fucking crazy. A movie but. called The Sadness is much more fun to Dude, watch. Dude, it's, it's that. that's a crazy like <laughs> take on a zombie movie. All right, so we are fully into spoiler territory here now. If you have not seen Nope, turn back Cut the fuck and pause and listen after you've seen Nope. Guys, the elephant in the room, thoughts on the Gordy's home stuff. Why don't we talk about it? Who'd like to start? Catherine, go ahead. Um, well, because this will be late, because I know that you'll go and you guys have done a lot more research. But my my initial uh, quick take on it was I feel like it could have its own movie. I agree with Matt that a movie, TV series, whatever the hell, but its own story. Because I feel like, like how Matt said, it almost took away from the rest of the movie because then you were focused on this whole other storyline that you just didn't really... All of a sudden, you kind of forgot about the rest of the movie and you were like, oh, this has to... Um, I'm going to call him Glenn because it's actor. His uh, actual name. The character's name is Jupe in the movie. Jupiter. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Stephen Yun. Stephen Yun. Stephen Yun, Yun. Stephen Yun who plays yes. Glenn in The Walking Dead. Yes, yes. I call him Glenn. Yep. So, uh, like, as as do most. Yeah, I know. I just I just name people. Yeah, that's fine. I not want. not a uh, not a not a not a knock on you because I'm sure there's a lot of people who do the same thing. Right. Go yeah. Yep. So I my initial thought was that that whole thing could be its own kind of story where it could say the beginning, the middle, and the end of like what happened. Why did the why did they think they did a monkey on the show? What happened that day? Were nuts? What happened mm-hmm. to them? I mean, it yeah. It just mm-hmm. it seemed like there was more to that i guess not because they ended up killing him but like yeah i I have i have i had crazy thoughts about yeah what are your thoughts i thought so this is why i kind of was like taken away because this whole when you see it at the beginning of the movie it's the opening scene of the movie and then you go into the middle of the movie where you have the full flashback where it beats the shit out of that girl and then it like chases down the guy, mm-hmm. fucks him up, where you only get that like, which I thought was actually really really cool. Um, Much more effective. The swinging door, yep. Kind of glimpses at what it was doing, but the monkey's just covered in blood, and it's just like, and like you've heard the stories of people getting fucking torn apart by chimps, like yeah. they can really do a number on you. Yep. And 
then it goes in that they have the great scene with the fist coming the underneath fist bump, the t- yeah. the t- awesome. and which in the trailer you're like what the that's fuck an alien is that yeah, yeah. That's so an alien. and it's it's a monkey yeah so but I was like I wonder if like this is gonna be some sort of evolutionized Planet of the Apes type shit uh, like okay. you know what I mean because yeah. I was like. Jordan Peele, like, he's one to love the classics and really take it there. And, like, is there going to be some big twist where this is fucking, you know, this is 15 years ago and, like, where at, like, you know what I mean? Some crazy shit like that. So that's where I kind of got confused. And I was like, you know, after the movie, I was like, what the fuck was that about? Like, why didn't we go back to that? What was up with the that too. Why was the shoe standing? That's an interesting. That's, that that is the, I have that's no. The clue. one question. That I think it was was it a tap dance, like a tap shoe with metal on why it. Why was something? it standing straight? There's that I so don't know. Everything that I've researched, and we're going to talk a lot about some of the st- stuff that Jordan Peele has said, some of the interpretations of this movie, and the one question that I have not found an answer to as of yet for anything related to this movie is what why the is that fuck shoe? Is up with the shoe. Why yeah. is that shoe standing up? Because right. you get Why? two main focus points yeah. on it twice. Like, there's no, the beginning and the middle scene. No, so. there's, there's no reason for that shoe to be standing. Does it have to do with something as to why the monkey went crazy? Is because there's some sort of force that is making... Well, we don't know why, from, why, why the balloon like, pop. I mean, like, from, the from, balloon what, no from what pop. Matt said, yeah, and, and from what I've heard, literally it is just because Movie? the balloon popped. And to go off what Matt said, where, like, you know, chimpanzees can go crazy. And I, I think thought this it was is like loosely based on something that happened. Well, it's, it's funny mm. because yeah. um, uh, OJ and M are talking consistently about getting that Oprah shot. And I thought it was interesting that in this movie, there's a chimpanzee attack on people. And there's also um, Stephen Young's character introduces his co-star from the TV show who's at the Star Lasso show. And she has a thing over her face because her face got ripped off by the chimpanzee and Oprah had a woman on her show who had her face ripped off by a chimpanzee. And they showed her on camera without anything covering her her face. And it was honestly one of the most sad, depressing things I've really ever seen. Rough, it was dude. incredibly yeah. that sad. Speaking of that, was that Terrifier that we just similar, the be- similar the beginning? Yeah. Very not, similar. Okay, okay, very yeah. similar. I, like, I think minute, you so referenced yeah. that when we did that episode too. I probably because did like, because I did yeah. watch it, and it's just one of those things where yeah, it's I like just, yeah. it's up brain. there with like I mean, and, and you know, God bless the poor woman, but it's like, do you remember where you were when you saw it? And it's like elephant man level of like disfigurement. Like yeah. well, like it's just it's so sad. And I thought that the fact that she was in the audience at that point in the story that was not a coincidence. Not I don't at think. All. Couldn't so know. that's why nothing I was that Jordan like... Peele does in, in any of his movies is a coincidence. I feel like I, I'm giving him that level of credit, especially that. I was like, like, I always look if I'm confused about the time that a movie takes place. I look at the phone, but they had. A whole like hour. Smartphones, right? Didn't flip, they? they had some oh, flip phones. They did, they did have some flip phones. Yeah. So that's why, and like the Oprah references, I was like, this is going to be something that's, this is before where we're at now. Yeah. And like, that's why I was like, he, it's like if Jordan P was trying to tell us something that we don't know yet that he knows. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was like, is this like, like obviously the ending of Planet of the Apes is you realize, oh my God, they're on Earth. Like, holy that, shit. That would like, have been an interesting twist. So yeah. I kind of was like, is that the direction that he's going in? Where, like, 
this has already been going on and we don't know about it yet. Like, something like that. So that's why I kind of got distracted from the rest of the story. So that's why I'm interested to see what I never even considered that possible angle, and yeah. now that's that's very interesting to hear. That would have been cool. Yeah. Um, like Andrew, your thoughts on what you thought the Gordy stuff meant. Did you already talk about it or no? I have not. Okay. Um, so I think one of the biggest, most important scenes is in the movie is when Jupe is terrified underneath the table as Gordy is ripping apart his co-stars and he sees him under the table and he comes over to him he gives him the fist and he gives him the fist punt. I think that scene is very important. No, go ahead. Go okay, ahead go I ahead. don't know what your point Yeah, is. I don't know no. what this whole pointy um, I think that scene was, um, was so important to the general movie itself, like the main plot that that's why I thought that the whole Gordy thing was just perfectly done as far as backstory goes, and are we going to talk? Am I just saying like that now? Or are we nope. going in further That's detail? Fine. That's fine. Yep. What else did you think about it? Tell me what you thought. The Gordy it. scene, it was vicious. It was amazing. It added that nice psychotic element to a horror movie. Like, that was some of the most horrific scenes in the movie were those scenes, even yeah, though you didn't was... really see all that much. There was a lot implied throughout it. It was but rough. It was rough, and yeah. I think that that scene was just so important to the movie. And it just explained a lot. And I'll finish with saying that there's three words that I think this movie reflects, and it's bread and circus. And I'll leave it at that. So I, I think that you can pick if you if you watch this movie combined with us and Get Out. If you watch all of these, all three at of the these movies, at the same time, not at the same time. <laughs> That'd be a trip. You I can, know. I'm like, you, how do you, you watch can, them all at the same time? You can pick up TV. on certain themes that Jordan Peele riffs on in his movies, okay? It's very religious in, in some aspect. Get Out, Us, and Nope. At the beginning of the movie, there is a flashback sequence in all three of mm-hmm. those movies that sets the tone and may seem unrelated to the plot of the rest of the movie. There's also a biblical verse every you have, time, too. You have, well, yep, there's, lots, there's actually verse. biblical verse, verses. But you uh, in Get Out, you have the scene with Lakeith Stanfield. Mm-hmm. And Us, you have the scene that flashes Hands back into the 80s TV that has, like, you can see, like, the, the uh, VHS tapes for, like, Goonies and Chud on the side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then this, you get the Gordy's home sequence. Yeah. What's going on here? Like, why is this here? And I think that that's a theme that he plays on, like, a flashback to start the story. Maybe he's gearing up to make one big movie that all of these have something to do I mean, with. I'm, I'm here for it. It's a, it's a pipe dream, that. but I mean, Careful. yeah, that'd be insane. I also think he plays around with the theme a lot, and I, I've read some stuff about this, and it's, it's true if you look at his prior movies. He plays around with the concept of inheriting what your parents gave you and how you react to that. Yeah. So in Get Out, obviously, like, you know, Allison Williams' character and the other guy, the brother who I fucking hate in that movie, oh, my God, but he's such a good, he's such a good villain. He is a, They're inheriting that process of turning black people into surrogate people. In Us, like, the little girl that turns into Lupita Nyong'o's character was let go by her parents, and she wandered into that mirror maze, and that's what happened to her after the fact. Like, that's how the rest of her life played out, because yeah. her parents let her do that. Uh, yeah. And in this, obviously, you get, like, the flashback of what happened at Gordy's home, and then, obviously, what happens with Keith David dying at the beginning of the movie influences Daniel Kaluuya's character, O.J., the rest of his, his life. 
which I mean, I think they said it's like six months between when the dad dies and then he's like the rest yeah. of the story takes place. And he right? wants nothing to do with it anymore. He yeah. just wants to sell it and call it a day. Right. So more on that later. So and uh, the only other thing. So when I was researching this movie, I did see apparently uh, in that scene, the uh, Gordy's home scene, the chimpanzee does sign uh, the exact words, what happened family. Hmm. So. Maybe more on that in a little bit. Any other thoughts on Gordy's stuff before we move on to a next question? Well, we might go back to Gordy, but just any other thoughts quickly? I mean, mm. do you think that Glenn had a, <laughs> had uh, like taken all those props and made that secret weird museum thing? And like, how do people know that he's there? He, with he that? did. And, like, he absolutely was profiting from that, which yeah. we will talk about. Okay. Absolutely. So I think because Glenn has this whole thing going on, now you know, <laughs> is that well he knows something. Mm -hmm. There's a reason the monkey was like, "You're fucking cool." It was literally yeah. like, "Fuck you, fuck yep. you, fuck you. Yep. You're cool, fuck right. you." Uh, and he knows something, and that's why I think that's what inspires him to keep this yep. whole thing. Right? I have I have thoughts on that. But, a lot of stuff right but now. But first, <laughs> guys. Turns out in this movie, you're led to believe through the trailers. And again, I thought this is where the trailers were brilliant. This is not a spacecraft. This is an animal that is eating people and spitting out the stuff that it can't digest. That is how Keith David dies. Yeah. How Daniel Kaluuya, OJ's father, OJ and M's father dies because he's killed by, by a coin a nickel in his head. head. It was in somebody's and then he yeah. and then uh, OJ finds uh, a key in like his dad's horse's like hind like yep. rear like hind rear, which I was like, what the fuck yeah. is going it's on raining here? Metal. So I have to say, for me, this is the part of the movie that I've kind of had the most drastic change of opinion on. Walking out of the movie, I am kind of a traditionalist with my alien shit, and. I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel that that was an actual alien creature itself. I was hoping that it would be a craft and there would be some, you know, gray aliens or something or something related to that. Why? I kind of like, because that's... It wouldn't again, have been unique. Because yeah. I'm a traditionalist with aliens, but it wouldn't have fit with Jordan Peele's story. Yeah. But again, the genius of the marketing and the trailers for the movie... You see stuffed animals at Jupe's Park for alien figures. You see that shot of the fist bump from Gordy going in. I thought that was a clear sign they were going to be aliens in this movie. Yeah. You see and they were. They did a fantastic job. You so, see the lady with her mouth. The yeah. Yes. I thought it was for yeah. sure that was an alien. Off. Yeah. Absolutely. Were the kids in the barn? That was a great like, scene. That, that is, was a good That, that was, was good So scene. that's the scene that I was talking about that I thought was actually the only scary, scary scene yes. well, that's in when the he, entire That was the jump scare and then he punched him in the face. Yeah. That was like a child. Well, because the way they come out, dude. That was, and you know what? Very signs, by the way. Oh, 100%. I haven't, and it makes this, it like fucking just like tickled me pink dude like it was like being in a theater almost full of people and having that scene come full in of a pee -pee. where <laughs> where i was full of pee, pee while i was watching it um where the that alien kind of creeps around the corner and like starts kind of like lurking out you could audibly hear like there was not one person that wasn't like oh like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like right. that's so yeah. fucked. Dude, like, and, and, and just the, it was there was something about it that was just like there was nothing that was laughable. 
as very, go- it as, was very uncomfortable. As goofy yeah. as it was, it looked everyone just like groaned. They're like, "Oh fuck, dude!" Like you and, gotta and be OJ says, yeah. "I was like, OJ okay. backs up and he's like, nope, nope, nope." Yeah, that was and that's where that was that was the Family Guy. he said the title of the movie. They said the title of the movie in the movie. 50 times. Yeah. I was oh, like, ah! Oh! When he was in the truck, that was <laughs> yep. my favorite but one. That's, so, nope. nope. I mean, I know there's, I know there's the idea that He was, just, like, cracks the door open. He's like, yeah. nope. nope. I know the idea that, like, that they brought up that it was maybe mm. not of planet Earth. This, it's it's definitely just nope. I that's feel like the reason I, for the name of this movie. Yeah. Is so nope. so that is that is the one thing that I listened to Peel say in an interview that, like, he literally just wanted to name it that as, like, a fuck you to, like, people who search for this movie, like, you're going to search for the word nope. nope. It's going to come up with the definition of nope. It's not going to come up with the movie. Right. Well, yeah. now it's going to, but, like, initially... <laughs> That's like, a pretty good yeah. idea. So, oh, uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was it was cool. Um, I also, I just want to say, I thought that the alien design, again, I wasn't a huge fan at the beginning, but, dude, very cosmic horror, very Lovecraft. Very, it was, like... Very Lovecraft. I got confused because I was like, it looks like a bed sheet. Mm. Okay, I was like, so what am I looking at? At the yeah, end, very... that, 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 okay, was it a different spacecraft? It just no, transformed. It, transformed it, show, it showed its true flowy... form. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's the, essentially, what the... was that movie uh, with Amy Adams, The Octopuses? That are oh, the um, oh, uh, Arrival? The, Octopi- yeah, Arrival Octopi- with Jeremy Octopi- Renner. Octopuses? Yeah. Octopussy? The, the whole, I, I didn't like the, the like crepe paper streamer, like flashy thing that it did. It, that was, it, was, that like, was its defense mechanism. That's so how animals. Corny. That's how creatures. It's in like the a peacock. Sea. It, it was essentially done. an underwater creature. It was a squid, basically. I reminded me of or a jellyfish or stingray. Yeah, or jellyfish. Um. Also, well, I, I, uh, Andrew, you laughed at this, but when I sent you that Snapchat of the picture of my uh, porch umbrella. umbrella. <laughs> Because it was, was open, like, yeah. so it kind of looked yeah. like a, jo- a Jordan Peele 2022 film. It kind of irked me a little, mm. and I was like, "Fuck <laughs> kinda, you, Mike! Yeah. I like that movie, you jerk." See, I, uh, I don't know, but uh, your I just thought it was corny. Yeah. I thought you're that, corny. That part of it was, I was like, "You like it's like streamers." Like also, paper. I don't know. I didn't when know. when you kind of don't know what's going on, and um, everybody that's at the Star Lasso show at Jupiter's Claim gets sucked up into the UFO, yeah. and it shows them like. In Suffering. the esophagus. Yeah. Um, that, that is the horrifying. That was that was very was, blob. Yeah, fucked. and then when I the craft like, what is, is flying overhead, and you can just hear people screaming. Yep. Yeah. And now it harkens back to the beginning of the movie, and you're like, "That's what those fucking so, noises were." Were yeah. people just screaming inside the belly of this fucking? Yeah. Thing. And the thing just like attaches to uh, the lady's face. Dude, dude I was I, like, all that, I could think of was and like it was the blob. So, was and like, it was so. And it was so. That had to be very cheaply done. That didn't look like that really. Nothing. It was just like yeah. a bunch of bed sheets. Mm. So funny, like ah, oh, got this goo on me. But but it was so it was so, was so horrifying. So that horrified. Me. Sometimes the less you see and like what's implied more is scarier than like Dude. showing them being ripped apart from limb to limb. I, like, I thought like, that's what I'm saying. And then when it just splooges the blood all over the house yeah, with all the metal. I liked that. Scene. I was like, yeah. that was probably one of my favorite ten minutes of any Jordan Peele movie that I've seen in a yeah. long time. Or yeah. in, uh, not in a long time. There's three ever. Well, the yeah. thing with alien movies too is like, there's not you, you have no basis to be like, that's not what an alien. No, who the like. fuck knows? But the other thing too is that the way I've always thought of it, and the way I've always thought of most body horror is that, especially when there's practical effects, is that even though it might look rubbery and, and ridiculous, who's to say that that's not what you were physically being turned into? Yeah. No, so no, that's, that's why, like, that that scene, like, that was terrifying. I loved it. And it's just, yeah. like, to think of, like, 
what like the the like bodily decomposition that could oh, be coming yeah, from yeah, that yeah. that it's doesn't like, even is it's like dude, incomprehensible you don't even know what the, could be happening the fact that well, there's just children yeah. mothers fathers grandparents sitting in an audience thinking that they're going to some fun event it's like going to disney yeah. world and getting eaten by an alligator mm-hmm. we had just talked about that on the podcast recently we did actually. we talked about how yeah, far that was a tough one that is probably i don't think i was here that day. i gotta say that i gotta say that as far as aliens go that's one of the more horrifying concepts of an alien to me is that it's just going to suck you up like a fucking vacuum like a straw and then it just ruins you and then just spits your fucking inside or whatever it doesn't want to eat your bones or whatever that, that's very outside. very war of the world Steven, uh, Steven yeah. Spielberg yep. war of the world that's why I, that's yeah. you know what I mean because yeah. essentially in that one like you see like the pods that walk around and one of them like a, a giant straw comes out and sticks into a person and just sucks the shit out of them Dude, even, like, Men in Black, like, I watched Men in Black during the pandemic for the first time in a long time, and probably the most seriously I had ever sat down and watched it, because I watched a lot when I was a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a fucking scary movie. Like, that dude gets turned into that, like, that guy gets his skin worn as, yeah. Edgar! I'm oh, sorry. Your <laughs> yeah. skin's falling off yeah, your bones. Yeah, your, your, your skin's oh, falling off your bones. Again. We can yeah. absolutely um, watch Men in Black. But, like, yeah. as that movie progresses, he gets grosser oh, yeah. and grosser and grosser looking. Until he turns and, into a cockroach. Right, A giant yeah. cockroach. But that's the thing, oh. is just, like, there's that, Sugar like water. I said, that element of just, like, look at what can be done to your body that you couldn't even fathom with any organism on this planet. Dude. Like, mm. there's just an entire otherworldly element to it, so. Okay. Guys, thoughts on what this movie is actually trying to say? I will go last. Andrew, you're throwing your hands in the air <laughs> like you just don't care. Why don't you go ahead? I think I can sum this movie up with two scenes. First scene, the Gordy fist pump with um, Jube's character as a child. Yep. This is a very important... Uh, backstory for Jupe. It basically gives him this confidence that this chimpanzee just tore up everyone else on stage. But me and him, we get along really well. And that gave him that false confidence with this weird alien creature that he could do the same relationship with it. He could market it. He could use it to his own advances to make money. And it got fucking turned on his head and it ate everybody there. It ate him. It ate the poor girl that was there. So I think that just goes to show that like they did a very good. I, that's why I think that scene is so important to the movie is that it, it fills out his backstory and gives a little bit of his psychosis to him. You are correct, sir. You have hit Thank it on the head. My question would thought. be to you: Why do they feel a kinship? Him and Gordy. Correct. It can't be for the reason that my I'm immediately thinking, so I'm not going to go with that. I think you need that little clip. The little clip that Jordan <gasps> posted yesterday. Oh, that one. I don't know why they feel that way for each other. Okay. Fair enough. Do you? What's the reason? I'll go. I'm I going last. Well, I have so I what have else? one other scene that I have to. It's in the last five minutes of the movie when M is basically released the big giant balloon guy, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, the, uh, the balloon guy from in Jupiter's... an attempt yep. because they've now realized that if he eats this, it's probably going to kill him. And she's Which, turning the biggest homage to Jaws, by the way, the creature blowing up. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty Absolutely. awesome. So she's turning that crank. Because they're still going for that Oprah shot, mm-hmm. you know. You know, everyone's all about that that viral video, and when it really comes down to it, when technology fails us and all we have left is a hand cranked camera, we're still gonna try and catch it. That's what, no, but that's what it's gonna take. <laughs> yeah. Technology can only take you so far. Eventually, 
it's like if every if everything just went to shit and aliens started taking over or this creature started working, technology is going to get you so far if they're a superior beast or creature or have a if they're at a whole other level of technology, you're going to have to get down to the nitty gritty. And that turning of the camera to me was basically her saying, and it was the same thing with the producer. He was turning the the it, IMAX Eventually, technology is going to fail us, and we're going to have to learn something meta. else. Mm. That's what okay. I thought of the movie. That was my two main like theories. Catherine, what do you think Jordan Peele is trying to say in this movie? What Magnets is this? Mo- what is this movie about? <laughs> what? <laughs> Magnets and animals. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. No, I'm just <laughs> what? She's trying to be Charlie from Always Sunny. There's <laughs> magnets. What? Collect spaceship? magnets? You like magnets? What about magnets? No, just magnets. She'll no, know no, what no. I'm saying. No, it has to be. Pirate? There's a lot with the, you know, how to treat animals and cruelty, you know, message, obviously, with these. It's definitely saying a part there of it. Yeah. that he's selling these horses and the, the way that they're treated. And um, even when his dad was there and kind of training them on stage and seeing all these things. But in the same sense, he really cared for the animals. He's like, I had to go home and feed the, there's mouths to feed at home. Like, he really cared about them. So, but not enough that he would sell them well, anyway that's... so that they would be killed to the aliens. Well, I mean, that's not really. So I, I have more to say on what you're saying. I'm going to let you finish. But he definitely, like, but yes, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. But he's trying to sell those horses, like, to the other farm. Right. Like, for money because he has to, not because right. he doesn't care about these animals. Right. But there's a lot of this movie that is, I feel like, pretty clearly saying, like, hey, dude, like, how long have, you know, pe- people are mistreated in the movie industry, too, but, like, how long have fucking animals been mistreated in the movie right. industry? Yeah. So, continue. There's that. <laughs> And raining blood. Nailed yes, it. There you Love go. it. Slayer. Like <laughs> Nailed it. I liked the raining blood. I thought that was it, raining blood and, was, and metal magnets yeah. objects. Not, that wasn't even raining blood. That was a deluge. That was it. Yeah, that it was, was all at yeah. once. That was like five seconds, like yeah. shitting itself. I mean, I don't. I don't it was me really, after eating too much cheese on a pizza. I've never right, had nice. the whole deep methodical. You always have this very like sponge worthy. <laughs> Spon- I'm, sp- I'm sponsored. <laughs> good, good reference. I like it. I just I, like I happen to find interesting the points that certain movies are trying to make. Right. So that's always been kind of something that I've focused on. It's just what I like. No, I know that. That's, what that's I mean. why I like that's Jordan Peele movies. Yeah, there's always a point to be made. So make fun well, of me. I feel all like you other want. ones okay. are much more. Cut and dry. No, about well, what he did there. I feel about. like once well, you, I, I feel like yeah, is, you're actually. Has a lot I, I feel like this was kind it. of little. I feel like once you hear what I have to say, you guys will be like, okay. Well, yeah, that's what right. I mean. Matt, uh, I think the the word of the day is unpredictability. Um, with obviously the monkey. You know, the balloon pops. The monkey goes fucking nuts, kills everyone that it's been working with. And to like your point. Andrew, that you were like, why is it so special? In that little clip that Jordan Peele shared, it was like the opening to the sitcom show, and like the monkey and the little boy have like, they hang out, they fist bump, they fucking do their thing. But um, unpredictability, the monkey, you have the scene at the beginning of the movie where um, OJ has the horse, he's telling people, hey, don't do that, hey, don't do that. And people don't listen, and then, well, you know, the horse fucking goes nuts. Um, And they blame the horse. Right. Not not them. You have the unpredictability of nickels and keys and fucking metal pieces falling from the sky. You have the unpredictability that there's an alien in a cloud that's been some reason sitting over there for the last two moved, weeks yeah. and it hasn't moved. You have the unpredict- 
unpredictability that the entire universe is unpredictable and we are only but little and there are so many different things that can happen you have the even the unpredictability of that you saw this trailer that you thought was so full of so many fucking spoilers and there was absolutely nothing to do with anything in the movie Mm -hmm. for real that happened in it so i think his whole theme was kind of being like you really can't predict the forces of nature and animals and different things that are outside of everything we think is everyday life. I like that. I like it. And it just makes me love George. It was smart. Also, he's a smart guy. Also, ding, ding, ding. I was going to say, I, mean, it's, I feel like this is one of those movies that, depending on your mindset when you watch it or like what you think about, like how your mind works, you can think about different things when you're watching this movie. And there's a lot. And I think all of you guys have hit certain topics. Right? And you're all right. Enjoy. Good job, guys. Thanks. Good job. <laughs> high five. Well, high, five. Okay. high five. High five. Yes, high five. High five. High five. High five. I didn't mean like that. Fist bump. Sorry. I didn't mean to sound like that serious and ominous. <laughs> yeah, Gordy fist bump. There you go. Um, again, I can't pretend to have come up with all this information on my own. I just merely read some things. And this is like, I, I, read, it, I read all these things once, and this is what I compiled from everything that I read. I, I can't okay? wait to hear this. All right. So here is what I gathered let me read everything here. Yep. And then you guys can comment on it afterwards. Okay. Okay. So essentially, <laughs> Nope is a movie about how people are addicted. We, we kind of talked about this, but they're addicted to spectacle, spectacle. how they're addicted to Hollywood, and how, col- how Hollywood is essentially continuously chasing that next spectacle, right? While chewing up and spitting people out along the way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, think about. Like, think about with this reality TV, mm-hmm. okay? Like, let's say, for example, think about, like, Storage Wars, which is a show that I love like quite Wars. a bit. <laughs> what do you, what do you think some of, like, the third or fourth people on Storage Wars from ten years ago are doing right now? Probably meth. Maybe listening to this podcast, <laughs> maybe know. doing meth, <laughs> maybe doing quite well for themselves. Like the Yup guy, Storage Brandy. Yep. No, I know the Yup guy. Uh, uh, he's, he's, he's doing the, uh, he's doing, uh, without a TV okay. camera. Yeah. Barry? So, Barry's retired. Basically, this movie is also about the people, specifically minorities uh, and animals, that have either been forgotten about or abused by the powers that be in Hollywood, okay? These people in this particular movie are exemplified by OJ, yep. who's black, okay? M, who is black and apparently I Lesbian. picked up a she's queer. Yeah, they said that. Yeah, so she's black and gay. Uh, also, uh, Jupe, Asian, uh, Gordy, an animal actor, and the guy from uh, the, the tech guy. He's Hispanic. Yeah. So the everybody except was from Euphoria. Yes, I know you mentioned that to me. That's cool. right. Yep. Um, so it's everybody in this movie except for the cinematographer that comes in at the very, like, the last, like, whatever, whatever his name is, Michael Wincott, that actor, is a minority, okay? Yeah, he had Antler something, he had a weird name. Yeah. yeah. So all of these people... He was a weird dude. He was mm. a weird dude. If you think about their backstories, have been kind of, like, exploited by Hollywood in some way, shape, or form throughout their careers so far, right? I mean, there's even the, like, and, and that's what this whole movie is about. There's even a TMZ guy at the end. Yeah. For Christ's sake, like that shows up. Like that's I thought point. that was the most unnecessary part of the entire movie. Yeah. I thought that guy was like a robot. I was like, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, he had the weirdest what is and then he was just talking like, "What are you here? doing here?" It's like, what is this guy saying? Yeah. What is going on? So like all of, all of these characters here are trying to merely exist on the fringes of Hollywood. Um, they're not thrust to the forefront of Hollywood because they've either been you know held back 
or this haven't be able, haven't been able to do it or whatever. So for example, like Hayward's horse farm, they're all struggling to basically, despite their great great grandfather being the first like movie star, like the first person on film, like they're not able to like be at the force the the forefront of Hollywood. Also, the fact that nobody remembered that guy's name, despite the fact that they actually remembered the cameraman's name, which is wild. Nope. Like, you, nobody thinks about the person's name that's on film. Right. Right? Um, so, Jupe also operating a theme park and having a secret room in his office that basically is a shrine to a point of tragedy in his life that yeah. he wants to forget. So, and he's charging $50,000 a head. Like, who's going in there? Right? I mean, probably fucking weirdos. Uh, but... I even saw something when I was reading stuff that compared, like, Jupe's childhood roles uh, basically as a form of, like, tokenism. Like, think of, like, Short Round in Temple of Doom or, like, his character in Goonies, that type of thing. Yeah. And so the actor that played both of those characters, his name was Joseph Tran. He had a hard time getting roles, like, after those characters because he was so typecast as, like, an offensive Asian-American stereotype. So that I think that they're meant to portray that, like, Jupe is in that same yeah. type of position almost. Yeah. Having to, like, resort. Like, there's a poster on he's the wall well, showing him where he's on, like, yeah. a reality TV yeah, he show had now. He success as a child actor. Right. But and then, now, like, yeah. what do yeah. you do after that? So it just, like, further speaks to that theme where, like, you know, Hollywood just chews people up, spits them out, and you're kind of on your own. Like, how do you... Kind of like the alien. What do you, how do you survive after that? Do, like, do you sell real estate? Do you do a reality TV show? Like, what the fuck do you do? You make you know? a creepy museum yeah. in the back of your office. Well, you also can do that as well. <laughs> so this, I thought, was the most interesting thing. So we talked about why Gordy actually stops and fist bumps Jupe, right? Yeah. So from what I listened to and what I read, the fact that Jupe is like an offensive Asian Asian stereotype of a character. Gordy, as an abused animal actor, Feels the same. relates to that, and he stops and he says, oh, hey, like I can relate to you. Dude. Fist bump. I, oh. Then he gets his fucking brains yeah. blown out. That's what I was talking That's about. That's so when fucked I up. Because I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I almost was going to say that. I was almost going to say that. And fault. then I was, was like, I fault. feel offensive saying yeah. this, so I'm not saying that. And then that's... What's also, the actual? That's fine. Well, and it, this is like a, it's, so it's such up. an ugly it's a, such an ugly thing to say out loud. But like Jordan Peele said this, I think, in the article that I also read. But like, unfortunately, in a lot of media, like black people were often stereotyped as apes. So you can read that that way yeah. as well, which is fucked up. Like, hey, like, hey, but we're, if you're we're gonna the, make, if you're gonna make a statement in a movie, then that's how you make so, a statement. So pretty much like a point. Gordy was saying to Jupe, like, hey, we're the token characters in this show. Like, I got you, Good brother. Yeah. Here we go. And then that's, I'm not doing that. Too. He gets his brains too white, <laughs> wild, just wild, wild, wild. Yeah, stuff. that's that's see when see he always has yeah, that's, meaning that's, in these. Yeah. I didn't. I wouldn't have even. That's, but you know, however, it all comes full circle because all of these characters now are trying to exploit the UFO. They all right. become. We all game. become yeah. the same, right? Especially the producer who literally just dies. Yeah, just dies for that. Not even. Shot. Not even dies. Commits suicide because just for he's that just final like shot. nobody's supposed to see this. Like, is he hoping that I, like his camera's gonna 
Probably. Just poop out. Probably. And his film's going to be on there. I don't know what he was thinking, but it was. I don't think he was thinking. He was also doing commercials know. and filming weird animals getting upset at each other. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope that wasn't. Uh, getting upset at each other. I hope that wasn't. Like, <laughs> they're just like, I mean, that's essentially they were fighting. Growling. Growling. Being upset at each other. I mean, that's essentially what. I was trying to put that in the most politically correct. I guess that was the most politically This movie's making me feel offensive. I can't. I'm trying to, like, just mitigate. <laughs> you know what you should do is keep walking away from the microphone and talking. That always works good. Um, so I know that that was a lot of information to take in. Did you guys understand? Like, did you pick oh, up yeah. what I was putting down? Like, what do you think? Like, any yeah, thoughts on that? It made plenty of sense. Yeah. I feel like I was fifty percent there, and you just sealed it off. All right. That's well, you round. Just, yeah, you yeah. rounded off the edges. That you got everything. I, like I was like, I have really, this idea, and then you went to yeah. a whole other level. Yeah. And it's. I mean. See now, do you like the movie more than you did? Yeah, I never. Not, it's not that I never liked. You like, were just. I just was like, wow! I really more. thought this was gonna be like mayhem. Yeah. It kind of was. It kind of was, but like, it just, there was like, like fifty people that got sucked up by a right, vacuum, but like then spit all over a house, yeah. and then these lunatics are trying to film it while it's do it, and then. I, yeah, I thought that was mayhem. Yeah. I mean, not the Well, there's the idea of them not just being blown away by what's happening in front of them and just They're being obsessed with it. getting just a video it. of it. You want yeah. to make some money. Everyone wants to make money. A couple more quick things before we wrap up tonight because I know we're getting up against it here. But um, So, I mentioned this before. The films that Jordan Peele actually mentioned as influences on Nope. And I feel like you can see this in all of... Like, all of these movies, you can see the influence. King Kong, Jurassic Park, Close Encounters of the Third Kind... Signs, Andrew, and Catherine, The Wizard of Oz. Yay! I don't know if I see The Wizard of Oz quite, I but... I mean, besides um, the twister element of the air of the space craft? I don't know, it, There's a twister that comes down every time that they suck some up. Signs, I mean, definitely. Uh, Jurassic Park, definitely. Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kite, definitely, because they're all Steven Spielberg movies. Could just be, uh, to your point of Hollywood just being this great, gigantic monster in terms of what everyone on the fucking set of The Wizard of Oz went through. That's, That's a pretty too. good example of how vicious Hollywood was. Mm. Did you so. see that Cursed Films? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Um, guys, if you had to wager money on it, was Gordy played by an actual chimp or a person? Uh, that, was, that was like the CGI, but a person dressed as a CGI. Cat, was it a chimp know, or a person? Beads on him. I'll go chimp. And no, uh, Matt, was it a chimp or a person? I'll say it was a chimp. Okay. It's actually a person. Andy Serkis uh, A guy style. named uh, Terry Notary, who I guess uh, did a lot of like motion cap uh, acting in the Planet of the Apes reboot. Uh, Not sure you if know it what? was the Mark Wahlberg one. Now that I think about that, I've fucking read that. It was very choppy, too. too. Yeah. Like, you could see, like, it, it, well, it clearly was CGI or whatever. Uh, and then last little cool thing that I saw. So, uh, so Glenn, Stephen Young's character, when he, uh, Jupe in the movie, when you're in his office, one of the, uh, this is actually a pair of scissors on his desk, the scissors that were used in us. Oh, oh baby. The gold scissors. Better. Little Easter love egg it. in there. Little, little Easter egg. egg. Yep. Maybe it's a Jordan Peele shared universe. Oh, it's, I mean, it, that's okay, because that's one person's universe. It's not 8,000 different weird universes. So then universes. all of a sudden, yeah. Elizabeth Moss will pop out of nowhere and just be like... <sighs> Last little, fun, yeah, right? Last little fun thing that I uh, that I saw, and you guys tell me who you think he might have played. Uh, one of the main roles was apparently offered to Jesse Plemons, and Jesse he turned Plemons. it down for the newest Martin Scorsese movie, Killers of the Flower Moon. He, he would have been Jupe. Probably Jupe, right? Ooh, I'm drawing a blank on who that he is. Maybe, like maybe, the cinem- maybe the cinematographer. 
Well, he's definitely not the dad. Who is this? No. Who are you talking about? <laughs> so we're talking about no. The, the um. So basically, uh, oh, Jesse what, Plemons. What is, he was in Breaking Bad. Maybe the dad, like in the Gordy thing, that would have been a really small role. Maybe though. very small role. Jesse. From Who else oh. has a huge role? Or maybe yeah. the maybe oh, the uh, nerd dude. dude. Like the, the, I the figured geek. he would have been the uh, cameraman. Mm. I thought so too. Yeah. Right, that's he's too young for that role though. He feels like that because he always plays like he he's always wearing a cowboy hat. So I immediately think Jupe. Yeah. Like I feel like that's like because he was in that movie with. Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. Came out. I forget what it was called. <laughs> Another Western style. Okay. His hat. Um, I don't Who know. Knows? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, we're good. Guys, would you ever watch a sequel to Nope? And will Jordan Peele ever make a sequel to one of his movies? I hope not. Uh, I hope he doesn't. I, I hope he doesn't. Yeah. I, I would say, I hope nope. I, uh, I think if he was going to do a sequel, I would be down with like a prequel to us. Like, where did the underground people start from? Like the Tethered. The yeah. Tethered. I would be cool with that. Mm-hmm. This movie, I, don't, I can't see you doing a sequel to this movie. I don't think so either. I don't either. Seems Cat. unnecessary. In the very end, is OJ dead on the horse? No, he's alive. No, he's alive. He's okay. alive. Yeah. I didn't know if that was, because that's a very, like, you know, yeah. like, cinematographer, whatever. Um, well, the like, br- it's the bright orange sweatshirt yeah. through the... Dark and mm. dust, but it was too. hazy, so Which, I was like, "Oh my god, uh, is he dead? Is she seeing like a mirage, like because they said bye to each other with the whole like thing?" Well, they were saying bye. actually, his sweatshirt said 2021 on it. Now that I think of it, because I remember saying oh, that did to, it? to Panetti, because I was like, "What year is this supposed to take place?" And I was like, "Oh, his sweatshirt says 2021." Interesting. I forget what, exactly what it was though, but it was something. Um, dude, it was a sequel to the American classic film starring Brendan Fraser, The Mummy, called The Scorpion King. Sir. That's what it was. Yeah. That's the what it jaws. was. Yes. As soon as he said that, I was like, Scorpion, and they used camels instead yep. of horses. Yep. Yes. Yep. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. I was like, this movie is tied to The Mummy. It's in The Mummy universe. Oh fuck, fucking it's yeah, It's also baby. tied to Stargate. I know. It's also with Keith does. David. Yep. Yep. Nope, 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 nope. Nope, 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 nope. That was awesome. <sighs> All right, guys. Oh, Anything, can we uh, also give a little bit of a shout out? I don't know if you guys ever saw this movie as children. Uh, the one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple, purple people, people eaters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one what do you mean? Eyed, you ever see that eighties movie? When I was. Uh, yeah. So I thought child, I thought that yeah. was a really cool like homage to that. Well, weird that, movie. that that was just cool because Michael wins Michael Wincott's using his voice. Yeah, but that's like a very obscure. Like I feel like most people don't know what that no, is. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. That's, I well, like, I remember like that's that. almost like that's like forty years old. So the way so the way it was. I watched it. I remember yeah. hearing. Well, that's why the way I was going to say the way most people might recognize it is the fact that the Vikings' defensive line in like the early nineties was known as not 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 nope not the early nineties late eighties that was like the seventies. Okay, never mind. So people that are like. Oh, well, excuse me, mullet man. No, I'm just telling you, most people now are like 20 years old and don't know what the fuck anything is. I know. So uh, well, that's why I'm yeah, surprised true, when people true, know something true, from the 80s, true. let alone the 70s. Yeah, they were the purple people. I think, I may be wrong, but it wasn't the 90s. Even Maybe the one-eyed John purple Randall. people eater. Uh, that sounds like that. Come out. Sounds like a penis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's like just going to say yeah. that. It, wasn't, it doesn't have a horn, though. Okay. No. At least yet. All right. Um, guys. Flying. It's not flying either. Guys. Do we have any further thoughts on nope, other than what we've already stated out loud? Nope. 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 <laughs> yeah, don't look up, but uh, hey, go see nope, and mm. especially go see it in IMAX, and that's pretty yeah, much. Yeah, if you can all see it in IMAX, definitely do it, but definitely see it in theaters anyway. It's, Absolutely it's see it in fucking theaters. 
deserves to be absolutely the type of movie that's not going to be as effective if you see it on your TV versus seeing it in theaters. At least for at least for the first time. Yeah, Yeah, for the first time. If movies, if like movie theaters re-release just Jordan Peele movies, they all deserve. They 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 have all been in the theaters because they all deserve. But I mean, they they should be re-released and like they should have like a Jordan Peele. We think like in thirty years when we're all like. Hundred years old. Well, yeah, I'm going to see those you know Jordan Peele movies. Yeah. <laughs> Almost seventy. Well, I'll probably be dead. Both of these things are funny. I, I will say seriously though, like the more I've thought about this movie, the more I just cannot wait to see what Jordan Peele's next movie yeah. is. He's he can do everything. From, at this what, point. Whatever he's, it he's is, done whatever he wants to do. I'm going to see awesome. it like opening weekend. No fucking doubt yeah. about it. I'm going to see it opening His weekend. Shops are. He's that interesting. He's yeah. that smart. He's that subversive. Like he's honestly, he he is like a modern day Rod Serling, like the guy that invented and wrote all the Twilight Zone. He is now that, except he's more horror, which I love, and mm. I love that show, and I, I just feel like he's that. Makes you think. Iconic. I like yeah. to think. Again. This is the most thought-provoking movie I've seen this year, which I think is something that more people should do, is have get, their minds Can we just jump on, the, can we jump on the trend with everybody, too? Logan sure. Paul, you're a fucking idiot, so no one wants to listen oh, to you. Dude, do we ever need to say out loud that Logan Paul's an idiot? His of course tweet, he said that this is the worst movie he's ever seen that people fucking oh, absolutely He's the worst like, person what? I've ever what? seen. That's the only reason, because <laughs> I, like, he, this movie was made for you. Like You are the reason that this movie, because you're... That's actually movie. the guy that wrote the article that I was talking about. Oh, really? Yep. Richard, that was the one, that's Richard. That was Newby. the one thing I saw was like people are blasting. Yep. Logan Paul was like, I hate that guy. I was like, what are they saying? Like, You're an idiot. So like, yeah, you are an idiot. Fuck you, Logan. Some <laughs> dude tweeted that he tried to say that Jordan Peele is the best horror director of all time, and even Jordan Peele was like, Come nah. on, well, that's give me a like, fucking break. Like, but, I mean, nah, shut up. Uh, yeah. Do you know who that's John Carpenter rec- is? That's yeah. recency bias. Mm. Yep. Who was the guy that made Phantasm? He might be. Go away, go away, go away. All right, so before we good evening, before we dive into uh, more Phantasm talk, here's where you can find us. Uh, hey guys, Phantasm. next week wherever listening, wherever excuse me, you're listening to this show right now. You can listen there again next week. But we're also on Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, and wherever else you may get your podcasts. My God, I've had such a fun time talking about this movie tonight. You guys are all great. You learned me good. Good evening! <laughs> and say goodbye to your listeners. Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, goodbye, adios, muchachos. Bye. Hey everyone, it's Mike from America's Hometown Horror, and just wanted to say thank you again for listening to another episode of our show, because of course, we would be nothing without you listeners. If you are interested in more local Plymouth podcasts, I would highly recommend you check out uh, some shows by our cohorts on the Inebriart Podcast Network. That's right, the Inebriart Podcast Network, folks. In addition to America's Hometown Horror, you can find the Inebriart Podcast, Bar Talk, Theme Park Legends, Retro Redoctopus, and Old Colony Cast. Head on over and give them a listen.